They, okay, do you know what the actual name of the theme song is called? I've seen it. It was one word, parentheses, yes. the taxi theme, but I don't remember what the word was. It was Angela. a name, right? It was a woman's name. Angela. Angela, okay. Yes. Do you know why? Yeah, he it, was... Um, I, I remember he told a story about how he was going down on Angela Ansbury. <laughs> and <laughs> no. the air was whistling through her vagina. <laughs> and the, the theme was born. Is <laughs> that right? No, 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 no. That wasn't it. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, you, you, know, you take Mrs. Potts' name out of the, your mouth. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, that was a pretty good song. I'm going to use that for the taxi theme. I wonder what's on the tube. Welcome back. Thank you for being a friend. What you talking about, Willis? You are a meathead. No soup for you. Don't touch that dial. Adjust those bunny ears because what time is it, JJ? Thank you very much. <laughs> it's time for Sitcom My Face. I'm Jay. That's Nick. And uh, it's time to take a spin around the old city of New York, isn't it? Oh, yeah. What yeah, are we talking about this episode, my friend? We are talking about the 1978 to 1983 classic, Taxi. The, the sh oh, I watched the Queen Latifah, Jimmy Fallon. Oh, movie. okay. Yeah, we'll talk about that one instead. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, man. Shit, I was watching the De Niro and uh, Why do I? Oh, <laughs> Taxi yeah, Driver. Was Taxi Driver, yeah. <laughs> With that weird hooker child. Yeah. <laughs> Although I, w I would not be surprised if there was a few hooker children in this show. There's some topics they talk about. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're not a they were not afraid to touch pretty much any topic. I was talking to after watching about six episodes, I was talking to a buddy who had never seen it. And he's like, oh, what's it about? And I was like, well, long story short, it's about a bunch of cab drivers who constantly drug each other. Because <laughs> it just kept happening on the show. <laughs> Seemed like every episode I was watching, somebody was drugging somebody else. Yeah, yeah the, the dr drugs were a prominent uh, part of like the, the series. Like, you, you had the uh, episode, I don't know if you saw the one with uh, t Tony's one girlfriend. Popping the yeah, uppers, popping the uppers, and when she says, "You know, I'll get rid of them," and she throws the bottle like on the ground, you see the other cabbies like dive at, at the bottle. Yeah, she gives them to Judd Hirsch in there, but actually, that actress we saw before in our Full House episode, she was one of the actresses who dated Danny Tanner. Wow, on Full House. <laughs> but yeah, then there's an episode where Reverend Jim, old Christopher Lloyd, puts uh, some drugs in Danny DeVito's cup so yep yeah that, that, that was you know when when he becomes you know, <laughs> a main part of the cast <laughs> so this show again uh we've talked about it a few times now where this show changed networks this was a uh, aired for five seasons what was it 78 to 80 82 I got 78 to 83 is that is mine wrong well, mine well, 70, wrong. yeah 78 to 83 in total 78 right. to 82 on, on ABC right and, and then and they canceled it it went to a bidding war, yep. which has happened in a couple other shows we it, talked about. It, it, it was NBC and HBO. HBO, the the, and the NBC one. network there. Yeah, it's like you know, it, like you know, be, besides you know playing movies and that, you know, they they were like, oh, okay, may, may, maybe uh, take a stab at a an original series, 
you know, like uh, continuing that's, you know, highly popular. And they got bit out by the peacock. <laughs> I saw a great um, meme today. It was like HBO Max is now Max. Your move, peacock. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, well, Just go by cock. <laughs> apparently, peacock was taunting Max or whatever, but not yeah, doing the shortened version. <laughs> That'd be fucking funny. You give me, you know what? You give me a stream service called cock. I would I would subscribe at least one month just for the lols. <laughs> oh, and getting to tell everyone, hey, did you did you see cock last night? <laughs> yeah. Wait, do you do you get cock? No, I just want to be like, the price of cock has really gone up this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Man, I'm I'm paying like eight ninety nine a month for cock. This is getting out of hand, dude. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, oh. Taxi Man, what a great what a great choice you made for this episode. Revisit mm-hmm. one of those um I call them those comforting 70s shows. I talked about it with the the Bob Newhart show and Mary Tyler Moore. Correct. Um a few writers in common and a producer there, but there's something about some of these shows that were just some something I could turn on as a child, nick at night, lay in bed, yep, chat with grandpa and then you know and just hang out. It was great. Yep, and I haven't revisited this one in quite a while. Yeah, and as you said, um, yeah, with, with the shared uh, <laughs> uh, creative teams, yeah, James L. Brooks, one of the co-creators of Mary Tyler Moore, was one of the creators for Taxi. Also, an executive producer on The Simpsons. Yep, uh, he was also uh, wait, what was I'm trying to remember? Was he uh, producer? He produced or on all of the Mary Tyler Moore spinoffs as well. Yes. Also, uh, the the movie as good as it gets, and terms of endearment were yeah. also uh, from his uh, his mind there. I told you before we started recording, but there's that was it Icons Unearthed, the Simpsons kind of docu series I've been watching on Amazon Prime. It's mm. six episodes, but especially that first episode talks about how integral he was to getting the Simpsons on the air, especially as a series after the Tracy Ullman show and all that. Right. So that's cool. But yeah, they did mention like. How come all, how come he does all these dramatic movies? I think he did Spanglish too, right? With Sandler? Yes, you're right. You're right. He does all these dramatic movies, but is also responsible for some of the funniest shows ever. Correct. On television. Yes, and and I totally agree with you as this was definitely a favorite of me yeah, yeah, as a youngster. And you know, it's like you could just no matter if you had watched it or not before, you could join in at any point and you knew who the characters w- were. And that's one thing I loved about the series from the from the get-go. They didn't have to go into too much detail about each character. It's just, no, okay, this is the, the way the character is. Enjoy. <laughs> and it's a like, lot of characters. This show juggles a lot of characters very well, though. Yes, yes, yeah, like yeah, it was a, a definite big ensemble cast. The good thing too, and we'll get into the cast here in a second individually, but it's a really smart ensemble in that not ev- everyone's funny, but not everyone is the joke, joke, joke character. Right. There's really good, well-rounded, real characters, and then you have these crazy, off-the-wall characters. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Latka, <clears throat> Jim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those two prominently <laughs> now but, do you did you 
understand why this was starring Judd Hirsch and Judd Hirsch in Taxi when it's a, a pretty big ensemble. Um, I'm trying to remember if I read that one. Was that a part of his... Um... Yeah, that was a part of the reason they got him to do the show. I guess he was um actually on Broadway. He was like a stage yeah. actor. Yeah, he was a, and, a stage actor. He had done some uh, some of the Mary Tyler Moore spinoff, Rhoda, uh, for a few I think a he guest episodes. starred on Mary Tyler Moore. I want to say they just said twice or something. Yeah. And they loved him so much, they wanted him for this show, and he just kept turning it down. So he, finally he goes, I'm just going to make some demands they're never going to meet, and they'll leave me alone. And I guess his name above the title was one of the was one of the demands, including I think more money than mm-hmm. he probably should have gotten even. But right, right. They were and, like, and, yeah, whatever, sure, let's do it. And uh, yeah, he, he figured at first like it's it's only going to last a couple of seasons, uh, and he didn't want to be like overly committed because he wanted to be free to do either uh, plays or movies. But imagine yeah, being they, in such a place where you're just like, nah. All these amazingly brilliant people are creating a show, and they want me to star in it. Nah, that that that's no. <laughs> that's we talked about it with uh, was it Shirley? What's her name on uh, What's Happening? Mm-hmm. When uh, when they offered her a, a show, a spinoff of Good Times, I think, and uh, kind of with Marilyn Munster there, that first actress who was like, "Well, the show won't go very long. I don't really want to leave my husband in New York," and then she ends up leaving the show, quitting the show. Which was a hit at that point to go back and we get a different Maryland on the monsters. Uh, God, to be one of those actors who can just do that. Me, I'm like, yes, anything. I'll do exactly. anything. Please. Put, put me in. Let me suckle upon your seat, Mr. Weinstein. In background, like every once in a while, I, I just want to be there. I'm the only one still calling Harvey Weinstein. You need anything? Huh? <laughs> I'm I'm the only one still willing. <laughs> Put me in something, please. Uh, but yeah, yeah, and he, he Judd Hirsch plays the uh, the character Alex Rieger, who is you know our main character. But at the same point, yeah, is he main character? Really, it's an ensemble, and yeah, they highlight him at many times. But yeah, like any episode could be, you know. Alex-centric, Latka-centric, Jim-centric, Elaine-centric. Hirsch has a great line in the in the pilot, I believe, where he's ta- he's when Elaine's new to the, the cabbie service. Yeah. The Sunshine Cab Company, I think it's called. Yep. Um, and he's going, yeah, he goes, yeah, that guy over there, he's a prize fighter. That guy over there, he's an actor. That guy over there, he's an artist. He goes, I'm the only one here that's actually a cab driver. <laughs> right. Yeah, they, it's all basically that, a second job for them. Yeah, that that that's the ongoing joke. They 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 refer to it uh, multiple times over the seasons. That the only one who, like, okay, the job that they want at this point <laughs> yeah. in life is cabbie is Alex. <laughs> Which I think the writers said that it was based on an article about was it a USA Today article or something like that. Yeah, um, it they was, had seen uh, about how all these people were doing. You know, just driving cabs for like a second job to make yeah, New York meet. Magazine in 1975. Okay. The, the uh, article was called Night Shifting for the Hip Fleet. Yeah. So they all had these other thin careers and educations they were trying to attain. And at night they would drive cab. And somebody saw that and was like, you know, this would be a great idea for a sitcom. Mm-hmm. And it really does. It lends itself to that workplace ensemble so well. We've Very seen a couple so. of amazing 
workplace ensembles already. News radio. Oh my god! One one of both of our favorites. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, this is a good one. Yeah, and spoiler alert: this is a good damn show. Yeah, good one. Let's see. Let, 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 let's just go quick yeah. through. It's like you had Judd Hirsch as Alex. You had Grease's Jeff Conaway as Bobby Wheeler. Yes, the, that, for the first he what, was, three seasons. He was the actor. He was there some into the third. Did he finish the third season? Uh, I think he did finish the third, but they realized afterwards, like, hey, they, they when when he was, I guess, in a drug-induced uh, stupor, they took his lines and they divided him up between uh, Louie and uh, Jim or, or, or Tony or whatever, and it's like, oh, Wow. We don't really need him. We're still getting the laughs. Never mind. We don't need you. (laughs) I think they said they found him on the dressing room floor. Floor. Unconscious from drugs. Yeah. But yeah. That's why when we were looking at the thing, I was like, what do I know that guy from? Because even his older face kind of looked more familiar to me. And you were like, oh, Grease. And I was looking at his resume. Oh, Celebrity Rehab. Yeah, that makes more sense. That's probably why. So, (laughs) yeah. So, yeah, you had him. You had uh, Tony Danza as Tony Banta. <laughs> and I and, and I originally loved, an Irish character. Yeah, but, but I love though that like um yeah, it was going to be Phil Ryan and then it's like, "Oh, okay, you know, like they used the name Banta after um uh, I'm trying to was it a sister or s- someone um uh, like a nun? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sister, yeah, like <laughs> sister Banta. Sister Banta. No, no, of of one of the uh the creators and it's like, oh, okay, so Banta, and then uh, what you call it? They at the last moment they changed the name to Tony Banta because <laughs> they, they they changed the name. They had a feeling that he'd forget to re- to answer to Phil. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, Tony. That's why he. T- we've made the joke before. Tony plays Tony in a lot of things. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and 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 t- Tony actually. Where, where they found him actually was the boxing ring. <laughs> when I when I read that, I kind of wondered if it was more like a a boxer jab, though. No pun intended, boxer jab. Maybe because you you take that many hits to the head, talk yeah. to some boxers, they're not quite all there sometimes. <laughs> well, that, that that's like the old uh, bit. Um, oh, what, what's the Bob Nelson? Did you ever uh, see him? Mm-mm. The, the, I don't know who uh, that is. Uh, a stand-up comedian. Okay. Um, and like, How come there's it, no sit-down comedians? I, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I've seen some fall-down comedians. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, what's his name? Bob Nelson. Like, his first thing, like, he was on one of the Rodney Dangerfield uh, young comedian specials years ago. And, like, uh, he, he did a football player, like, you know, like, that got, you know, like, hit in the head a little too many times. Then... Next time around on the next Rodney Dangerfield Young Comedian special, he played a boxer that's been hit too many times. And like the whole thing is like, my name is Jeff. What? <laughs> Jeff, what? <laughs> what the hell's I would like to me? see. I would like to see an old comedian special. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, well, that's just a bunch of guys who can't. can't hey, well, <laughs> well I, th- I think that would have been called the Friars Club, but they, they closed that one in the city. Yeah. True. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and, uh, let's see, uh, who, who are some of our other ones? Uh, Elaine, Elaine Nardo, played by Mary Lou Henner, the, the, the amazing woman with the, uh, uh, what, what, what is it? Uh, not photographic memory, but, uh, eidetic memory. Oh, I yeah. Believe. Like hyper photo, photogenic. 
Remember yeah, but, but, but basically, yeah, she, she can tell you what, if you give a date, she can tell you what she was doing, who she was with, like all, all that stuff, like, and yeah, like she'll go into detail. Yeah, it's like a syndrome and like, it's only like a hundred people have ever been documented with it, they said. Mm-hmm. In the in the history of the world, I was like a hundred people, and she's one of them. <laughs> yeah, I actually remember one of the Kevin Smith podcasts. He was talking about that. I think she was his neighbor for a while. I, f- I forget. Was that so, on uh, Smodcast? I was like Smodcast. I think. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, she can. Yeah, you can add, tell her any date, and she can like a mental image, pitch perfect of what she was doing, what was there, what was going on. She'd be great if she witnessed a murder, huh? Jesus. I was going to say, yeah, she would be the best witness in a, like... If you want to get away a, with murder, make sure fucking Mary Lou Henner is nowhere, nowhere near you. Nowhere around to see her. But yeah, you had, you had, um, oh, let's see, Elaine, you had Latka Gravis, played by Andy Kaufman, and Andy Kaufman, that, who apparently everyone fucking hated because <laughs> he's an asshole. Well, yeah, like, yeah, well, Andy Kaufman was just being Andy Kaufman. Um, yeah, yeah like, watch Man on the Moon if, and get a little bit of insight into him if you want. Exactly. And, Starring uh, Jim Carrey as Andy Kaufman. Right. We're, we're, I, I still have to watch. Did you watch that? Um, That new doc what, about it? That that doc about, uh, what was it? Uh, I think it's just called Andy and Jim, and it's on. Or, I think it's or on being Netflix Andy or something rather like where, where Jim Jim Carrey actually got lost into the character that like he couldn't separate himself from. Yeah, you know, like fr- from I did the- not watch it because I I'm interested in Andy Kaufman, but I'm not that interested in Jim Carrey. So <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so fifty percent doesn't draw me into the watch that fucking doc. Well, we had Christopher Lloyd. G- as uh, Jim Iggy Ig- Ignatowski, star of my favorite movie ever, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, I was going to say what what uh, uh what was that Camp Nowhere? I think it was. I dated a girl one time, and like we we're on our first date, and you know, she, what's your favorite movie? And I was like, Oh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? And she she I was like, What's your favorite movie? She goes, Back to the Future. Oh, nice. And I was like, I was like, you know, the the weirdest fucking thing is that's the same director. She's like, What? I was like, Yeah, those are yeah, both Zemeckis. fucking Robert Zemeckis. And, and star Christopher Lloyd. Lloyd. <laughs> How fucking strange is that? Someday we'll find it. The Semeckis connection. <laughs> but ultimately, she did have flaws, and I had uh, to kill her. No, I okay. mean, uh, well, bro, well, bro, but Mary Lou Henner didn't witness it. Mary right? Lou Henner did not see it, so I got away with Phew. it. Okay, you, you, you're, you're safe now. <laughs> but, uh, actually, uh, Jim Ignatowski did see it, but he forgot immediately. So <laughs> lucky for me. He oh. has the exact, Jim has the exact opposite problem as Mary Lou Henner. <laughs> exactly. As in the one episode where he sees like the, he sees the, the woman li- like lying in court and he's like, I, I gotta tell you this, but you gotta let me say it now before I forget. And he goes, forget what? And he goes, oh, forget, yeah, forget what? <laughs> like, Damn it. Get out of here, burnout. And then, uh, so we, we had Simka Gravis played by Carol Kane. Yeah, she's funny. And then Louis De Palma, play, played by Jersey's own D- Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito, what a what an adorable little man! God damn it! Oh who my does, god! If you know who doesn't love Danny DeVito? Exactly. It, 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 anything he's in, he he will make better. He, As he, he, proven by "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" because he was not there originally. Yeah, that that's strange thinking about that. That he wasn't 
you know, like <laughs> at the beginning. They there. did that first season. I think I want to say it was like six or ten episodes because those are pretty short seasons anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, someone at the network was like, it's good, but we just we need something. We need somebody to get people in watching and we and we're good. And one of the producers of somebody, I think they had worked with him on. It might have even been this. There wow. might have been a producer or something on this. That's on Always Sunny and, and enticed him to come over. And that's been on now, what, 15, 16 seasons? Uh, yeah, 16 or might be even <laughs> going into 17. Who knows at this yeah. point? It's, it's they, the they go with that, that wouldn't die. <laughs> As we talk about with the overseas shows, they do really short seasons and maybe not that many even episodes. Always Sunny has done 16 seasons or so, but they're only like, I think, 10 each, most of them. Yeah. Well, like you said, those earlier ones were even shorter. Kind of like South Park only, I think, does 10 or maybe even less now with their Paramount deals. Mm-hmm. But I, I love uh, one of the things for uh, Danny DeVito. Like, he lo- he loved the taxi pilot script so much. And he, he, he uh, basically went into Louie mode to get yeah. the role. <laughs> yeah, his quote, he went in and said something like, who wrote this shit or something, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, one thing before we start, who wrote this shit? <laughs> yeah. All right, well, he he had done, I believe it was his first movie, right? It was was um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, I think. W- with? Chris, it was Christopher Lloyd was in that too, right? Yep, Christopher and, Lloyd. And uh, the Cuckoo Brad Dourif, the voice of Chucky, was in there. <laughs> Jack Nicholson, of course. Yeah, there's some, there's some doozies in that one. Oh yeah! Oh no! That a oh, great movie, but yeah, it is kind of strange seeing, you know, uh, uh, Danny DeVito and Christopher Lloyd reunite <laughs> in this show. Yeah, and Christopher like, Lloyd didn't join till season two, but he had a guest spot right in the end of the first season. Yeah, well, he did the first wedding of Latka, so he like, you know, the whole thing uh, like, okay, for for. Uh, for you know, non-resident alien, like you have to actually, if you get married and like basically it's a promise that oh okay yeah you're gonna stay together. He basically married a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and did you read about Christopher Lloyd's audition in that with his wardrobe and all that shit? Oh oh, that's his wardrobe. That's Christopher yeah. Lloyd's actual clothes. He came to the audition <laughs> in that jean outfit. What do they they call that like a a Canadian tuxedo, right? Yeah, <laughs> the all jeans. But the I guess the the w- casting woman thought he was like a homeless man who had wandered into the audition. <laughs> He's like, "No, I'm here to read for the bar." <laughs> okay, sure, come on in. I guess. <laughs> but oh my god, yeah the 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 the, the, the casting of the show. Oh oh oh, and uh, least we forget, Randall Carver has John Burns. <laughs> Yeah, and when I first started rewatching it, I didn't remember him at all, and I was it's like, like "Oh yeah, guy? they did have that other guy." <laughs> he was in only. He was season supposed one. to. He was supposed to be like the dim-witted one. Yeah, uh, and then, and then kinda, they had Tony. <laughs> yeah, because early on the show was a little less out there. It does get a little broader comedy-wise as the show goes on. Correct. Um, and I even I kind of remembered in my head Lotka not being there from the beginning, but he was. No, he he was there from the get go, but he wasn't always there in every episode. Yeah, he's, well, yeah, he's he credited, only... but yeah, he wasn't 
always yeah know. so this this john burns guy kind of fades away after i think it's the first season and they yes. said something like we realized that we already we were already developing these new funnier dim-witted characters and we just kind of phased his ass out but yeah basically they had for the just regular dimwit they had tony then they wanted like sort of the eccentric you know character and that and they it's like oh jim <laughs> so <laughs> We don't need you anymore, John. That two-parter with him where he crashes cab 804. Yes. And they tell the stories about how much they loved that cab. Mm-hmm. I think that episode sums up his character perfectly because he crashes the car and they everyone in that place could give a fuck less about him or his wealth or his health, it's, well-being. It, it's They're the, caring the about that fucking cab. <laughs> and even when he shows up. And I'm okay, the, guys. <laughs> they see the cab just destroyed, and they're going, oh, God. He goes, don't worry, guys. I'm okay. And they're like, whatever, whatever. What the cab? The cab. <laughs> Laka, can you fix it? And watching those first episodes, you kind of get the feeling that the writers kind of felt that way about that fucking character. They're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, bud. <laughs> Could give a shit less. Yeah, and and, and he, uh, yeah, like with all the stories that they tell in Camp 804, his is like the least interesting because it's basically a rehash in a way of, you know, him with Alex, the, you know, like how how the series starts. <laughs> yeah, how he got the job or whatever. Yep. Yeah, because he didn't have change, so he actually had to go with Alex to the uh, to the garage. T- to, tell to, me to- if you noticed this with Elaine too, which kind of made me laugh. So, like the first episode is her hiring, right? Yes, yeah, she, she's hired and she comes John in. Is hired. It's, they're kind of sh- they're telling her the ropes and they kind of use her as the audience surrogate to get you to introduce the characters and the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. But it's almost that that sediment is almost like immediately dropped because almost instantly in episode two and on, it seems like she's been there forever. She's so tight with everyone, like she's known yeah. him for years. She's she's like they're they're talking about like old bosses or managers and she's like oh yeah i remember him and you're like how the fuck could you remember him when you just started here well it's, it's mary lou henner you know she, she must have seen him like briefly <laughs> yeah. one second you know? some <laughs> once on the street it was like <laughs> i know everything about you yeah <laughs> the bionic but that kind of weird that kind of weirded me out because yeah there was especially i think with like that flashback one too she's kind of talking like she's been there for a decade mm-hmm and I'm going, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> well, you know what's also a weird thing with her that like threw me off? That that I I yeah, I, I got that a little bit. And then her kids. It's like I remember one boy. Did she have more than one? Yeah, she had she also had a girl. Okay. And what what happened is like in season uh what was it? Was it four or five? It's like you know, like they 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 had the two of them there at the garage. Yeah, actually, it was uh, it was the end of season four. In fact, they had the two of them, and like, did they? I think the boy got younger. <laughs> it's like, wait a second, hold on here. He he was in a spelling bee in the, in the first season, I think. As the story needs, the ages will change. Of yeah, yeah. Oh, and 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 another character that isn't uh, necessarily in the main credits, but is always the like the first one in the ending credits. Uh, in later seasons, was Jeff Bennett played by J. Allen Thomas, like who who uh, basically is the guy behind Louie in in the cage all the time. 
Yeah, he started getting more lines toward the end, I noticed. Yes. Yeah. yeah I, I, it almost felt more. like he was like an extra who then finally started. He was almost like a Gunther, it felt like. Yeah. Like that, on Friends. Like, oh, you know what? We like this character. Yeah. Well, and especially he's African-American. And we talked about how the Bobby character was written as a black character. Right. But then it, they gave it to the white actor. And there was never really a black lead on this. There's guest stars and stuff and other. Right. So he's kind of the closest you would have. So I wonder if maybe they were like, oh, we have him here. Let's kind of start utilizing him. Right. Yeah. It's like, there, yeah, let's make him actually one of the <laughs> one of the team. I would say that's maybe the one negative of the show is the lack of diversity, honestly. But in the main well, cast, at least in main cast, that's the yeah. strange part, because yeah. when you see the other cabbies, you know, there, there's you know, definitely, you know, you know um, black cabbies, Hispanic cabbies. It's like it's like, oh, OK, well, the diversity is there. But why don't we do that also for you know, somebody main? Right. But, yeah. None of the main characters. They're all white. Uh, but there, there is the Hispanic mechanic who had a scene or two with Latka I've seen mm-hmm. where Latka is speaking his gibberish language and the guy's arguing with him in Spanish. <laughs> They're going back and forth. Yeah. And, and yeah, you point out, yes, Latka's language basically was yeah, just made up. <laughs> like, Did they say with, where he's from? No. Okay. Like, I wondered. Hey, he, so he's, he's like Fez in that 70s show. Yeah, he he's basically based on a character that you know from Andy Kaufman's stand-up, just called yeah. Foreign Man. Oh, and yeah. uh, what do you call it? They liked the character, and it's like, oh, you know, we want to put Foreign Man and make him, yeah, you know, like the, you know, the 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 standout in this new show. Now, my favorite character <clears throat> of the show is probably Tony Clifton. No, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Yes, the yes, the Tony Clifton debacle. Yeah, like Tony Clifton was one of the personalities that uh that uh Andy Kaufman you know cr- created uh <laughs> and yeah, but brash basically lounge lizard type of guy and um it just he he helps punctuate the insanity of Andy Kaufman when he wanted so hard for everyone to just believe that this was another guy and not him. Yeah. That According to the movie, they say even like he had his manager play him when he was in the room so that people wouldn't yes. know. But on the show, they made he made the the show creators and everyone give a different was a different dressing room, a different parking spot and yep. a different separate paycheck to Tony Clifton. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that as part of his contract that Tony Clifton had to be in at least one of the episodes. And apparently, the when he was in Tony Clifton mode, that's when he uh, caused the most shit. Right. So, oh, oh yeah. I like, think didn't they didn't they separate just fire Tony Clifton and not Andy Kaufman? Yeah, they they, they <laughs> separately fired like and you know, like and get out of here. And that <laughs> yeah. that's and apparently that's exactly what Andy Kaufman was going for. He wanted to just cause enough shit to be let go as Tony Clifton. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking and, weird. Because apparently he and Judd Hirsch like pretty much came to blows, like when he yeah. was playing Tony Clifton. By, by every account, and if you look at old interviews, at least written interviews, they do talk about he was only on set two days a week. He had one rehearsal day and the filming day yep. because he was like he that was just he didn't want to work on the show all the time. I think he was doing other shit at, at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so but he would show up and he would delay shooting. He yep. would act like a fucking nut job. They said like one day he just meditated for hours 
and wouldn't film. He needed to meditate and was pissing everybody off. Um, he he showed up with prostitutes and <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah. When he was Tony Clifton, he showed up with prostitutes. Apparently, went into like the dressing room the or whatever, room or and 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 made lots of noise with them. <laughs> We're disrupting everything going on outside. Like so then, yeah, you being shot. <laughs> you mentioned that that recent reunion, and the one of the first things out of Judd Hirsch's mouth is like, "Oh, we all really love and miss Andy Kaufman." I'm like, "No, you didn't. <laughs> you don't fucking miss I, that." Again, fucking it, fool. it's the thing you say when someone dies. You know, like besides, like, oh, he's yeah, not we, dead. We loved so. him. Yeah, he's not dead, right? Huh? He's hanging oh, out yeah, with Tupac with and Biggie and Elvis, <laughs> and, uh, Jim Morrison, and Jimmy Hoffa. They're all hanging out. They're JFK. having a tea party on Epstein's Island right now, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> God. Well, yeah. Andy Kaufman seems like it's it's one of those people you go, I can admire your work and think you're funny, but I would never want to meet you. <laughs> There's certain people like that, like Roseanne. I can I loved the show Roseanne, but she's oh, yeah. so fucking insane. I would I don't think I'd ever want to meet her. Oh no, no. I like, would ruin as, it would as a ruin person, no. I, I would not want to actually meet Roseanne. I, I actually I saw a DMX at concert, <clears throat> and it was at a venue that I'd been to a million times, and I always would wait outside and meet the artists or the it was usually comedians I was seeing there. But this was a I went to the DMX concert, and my buddy's like, "Are we gonna hang out and meet DMX?" I'm like, "Oh no 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 no!" <laughs> I'm like, "I fucking love DMX. No, don't, don't go there. <laughs> I love DMX. I fucking uh, I love his raps. Uh, I do not want to meet that crazy fucker." <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, hmm. <laughs> he's yeah, literally I'll, I'll, got rap songs about don't try to shake my hand motherfucker i'll cap your ass you know <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm trying to remember now was was dmx one of the people that sampled bob james's music i don't know he did like he did weird samples like he did no sunshine but well j- 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 just to let everyone know who the hell i'm talking about bob james was the man that composed the theme song to Taxi, and, and uh, you know the the other incidental music. It was uh, all uh, Bob James, and uh, is this like a flute in this song? Like, what the hell is that? I don't know. <laughs> it kind of sound, sounds like a sounds flute like or something. Or, what's that? It sounds kind of flute. I mean, I'm not yeah it, a, a musical expert by any means, but I played sound- percussion, which means duh, bang, bang, bang. <laughs> So, <laughs> now, it, it my fellow like percussionists flute, out there, but it, it also sounds like it may be one of those other instruments that has a flute-like sound. So I don't know. Like you almost picture like fucking Pan with his little flute. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but apparently though, Bob James. The, okay, do you know what the actual name of the theme song is called? I seen it. it was one word parentheses yes. the taxi theme, but I don't remember what the word was. It was the name, right? It was a woman's name. Angela. Angela. Okay. Yes. Do you know why? Yeah, he it, was. Um, I I remember he told a story about how he was going down on Angela Ansbury, <laughs> and <laughs> no, the air was whistling through her vagina, <laughs> and the the theme was born. <laughs> Is that right? No, 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 that wasn't it. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, you, you, know, you take Mrs. Potts' good. name out of the, your mouth. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, that was a pretty good song. I'm going to use that for the taxi theme. No, but uh, um, I think it was the third <laughs> the third episode where... I'm actually, I was really, pr- really proud of that joke. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. 
But anyway, uh, go ahead. Th- th- third episode, um, uh, a- Alex goes on a blind date with the uh, girl that does the answering service for Bobby while he's waiting for, you know, like an acting gig. Like he, he decides to call in the one time and he's speaking to Angela for like an hour. So they decide to go on a blind date. And when he meets her, she's, but yeah, you know, she, she, you know, she's a heavy set girl. And basically she like, it's like, okay, you, you did your penance or whatever you, you can go now. It's like, no, no, no. I want to actually go, let's go out to eat. No, no, no. We don't have to. It's like, she was so annoying. <laughs> it's it's like, it's like you 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 want to you know find the beauty in the character, but it's like wow you're 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 not really uh, given a lot to work with there, lady. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of relationship episodes of this show, and I, those are the ones I started skimming over because I I started seeing so many where mm-hmm. it was like maybe like ten in a row I watched was like uh, um, Louis day on a date with somebody. And then mm-hmm. Tony's on a date with somebody, and then Alex is on a date, and then I'm like, okay, I get it. I don't know any yes, more fucking dating episodes. Date. We get it. <laughs> um, so it's when they started sitting at dinners a lot in restaurants, I started going, okay, all right. So I started trying to find more of the the different type of episodes. Right. But as I mentioned, we start. It started turning into a lot of a lot of latka, <laughs> lot of latka, and a mm-hmm. lot of gym. Which we right. started getting very gym focused episodes, which I really kind of liked when we started getting his home life. Yes, <laughs> like even with his like his dilapidated apartment and the fucking wrecking ball because he's living in like- that. That was so great that episode. <laughs> it's like, I, uh, I guess that's the chance you take. You you take when you uh, lived in a uh, what what what's condemned it, a, building a condemned building. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then that episode goes on to. Stay at Louis's apartment, which he, what does he do? Burns it down. Oh, burns <laughs> yeah. it. Not down, but burns it. Yeah. And, 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 and like, it was so strange to me. I'm like, okay, so in the whole ap- apartment, it's only Louis's apartment. Uh, you know, like in, in the whole building, only Louis's apartment is burned from the inside. <laughs> it's like, and somehow he survived. <laughs> He's like, what happened? Oh, I was smoking in bed and you fell asleep. <laughs> No, I just wasn't paying attention as the apartment burned. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, especially when Simka comes in and then they get married. Yes. Um, you started getting a lot of their relationship, which which was pretty funny. Yes. That final episode where she has to, she, I told you she gets PMS, but I guess in their country they call it some weird thing and they don't really think, they don't realize yeah. what's causing it. So um, I th- I just thought it was funny because we've in the last two episodes now I think we've had blackface jokes that we were like ooh, ooh ah okay yeah it's like and there's another one in this and I made the joke in one of them about minstrel and menstrual I made that joke like two episodes ago and then I'm watching this and he says you have pre uh, menstrual syndrome and she said um, you you better be talking about the little guys in blackface playing banjos, Mister, or something like that. And I was like, oh shit! It's like, oh <laughs> god. But there's a the great. It's it's the final episode, and it's kind of one of the final scenes of the show. It's just Latka and Simka in the green card office, and they're trying to prove to the man that they're actually a couple. So that he asks Latka all the questions about like, 
Um, what's your favorite show? Favorite food? Like, what was the last movie you went and seen together? And he says, Officer and a Gentleman. Mm-hmm. And she says, Gandhi. And he, she's like, uh, and he, she, you know, the guy's like, um, and none of your answers are matching. And they start arguing. She's like, this is all your fault because you can't tell the difference between Richard Gere and a little Indian man. <laughs> and uh, so they're, they're bitching at each other. And the guy goes, I don't think there's any more reason to continue with this meeting. And they're like, oh, no, I'm getting deported. He goes, no, I absolutely believe you two are a real couple <laughs> because they're arguing so much. Oh my god! But I just thought that was weird. That, that obviously they must not have known the show was going to end because it doesn't. Right. It's not at all a finale no. for the show. Yeah, you know? that's the, the you know, Besides, I wish there were more episodes. I also wish there was an actual ending for, for the show. You know, being so good, it's like okay, it, it deserves like a an actual ending. The cl- and there's so many two part episodes. Mm-hmm. If well, a, if a two parter had just made its way at the end there, a two part finale, but it didn't happen, unfortunately. Nah. But uh, what were some of your favorite episodes when you watched? I mean, obviously the Reverend Jim, kind of the first one where he joins the the cabbie service and okay, does yeah, the, the uh, test. Jim, I think it's called Jim Ignatowski, um, a space odyssey. Yes, yeah. And if if anyone has not watched the show, I would say. Have a have a good laugh and watch this episode. <laughs> yep. It is it is to me one of the like the, uh, the the driving test is one of the funniest moments in a sitcom, and it has been uh, a lot of times referred to as such and on top of lists. He's for, doing, he's filling out the application. I love the line where he's like. Uh... What do you say? Uh, mental illness or drug abuse? Like oh, as a yes or no? Huh? And he's like, "Oh, that's, oh, that's a, a hard choice." choice. Yeah. <laughs> Eyes. Don't put two. Don't yeah, put no, two. no, 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 not two. Oh, oh, they want color. Huh? What color are my eyes? <laughs> and then goes and like wide eyed to them. It's like she goes. She goes. Well, you can rule out white. <laughs> Recall. Well, well, we'll say brown. Brown. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh well, 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 I'm trying to remember besides the uh besides the drug addiction or or mental uh illness there was another one that he that he responds to it's like oh has not everybody <laughs> uh what the hell was that where, where, oh, where they yeah. asked him have you ever oh experienced dizziness uh yeah, yeah like yeah <laughs> migraines this uh, has not everybody <laughs> I was like, no, just just put no. Let's just put no. And when he finishes the application, the best thing is like, uh, oh, uh, uh, just real quick. Uh, <laughs> I like also, you would think that you can't get hung up on something like weight, but he's like, well, that's very relative. And they're like, Earth weight, Jim. Earth weight. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's like, what if I'm on the moon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if if I were in space, I'd be weightless. <laughs> but. After filling out the application, they're like, okay, you're ready to take the test. And it's like, wait a second. I thought this was the test. Oh, well, I also no. love about Jim, too, is later on, like, he gets the inheritance and he's, like, fucking rich. Yes. And then he just continues to work at the cab company. <laughs> uh, actually, that, that, I kind of mentioned that to you before. The One of my favorite ones was Louie is trying to get a really upscale apartment, mm-hmm. like, in, like, downtown or whatever. And... um. He goes in there and 
you know, that he does, he needs to put 50% of the cost immediately down. So he needs like $98,000. So he borrows half of it from Jim, mm-hmm. but then he realizes he has to go through, um, the process of being interviewed to be approved to be there because they're very hoity toity. And bef- <laughs> so, um, Judd's go goes with him just to make sure he's not fucking lying his ass off, basically, because mm-hmm. he knows he's full of shit. But right before he goes in there, the the applicant before him is Penny Marshall playing herself. <laughs> so she comes in there and they're like, "Oh, what do you do? I'm Penny Marshall. I'm on a show." And she talks about they're like, "What do you do on this show?" And she's like, "Well, you know, it's kind of a, a physical, funny thing. Like last week, I was dressed up like a chicken." Making me do all this weird, and they're like, and they pay you to dress up like a chicken, like they're, they're like, they're all disgusted by her, and oh my god! So finally, they're like, I'm sorry, you're rejected, and she's like, oh, just because I'm an actress, blah blah. What's wrong with you people? And he's uh, as he's walking in, she's walking out, and he goes, all right, he goes, Penny Marshall, he goes, man, I'm gonna have some really good neighbors here, huh? And she's like, no, they rejected me because I'm an actress. She's like, I don't know what you do, but if they accept you, don't tell me about it. So she leaves and he comes in. And he goes, she looked familiar. And they go, oh, yeah, she's an uh, actress. And he goes, she's not going to be living here, is she? <laughs> <laughs> Just to earn, immediately earn in his way. You know, It was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, but L- Louis is I, I, such a great character. And I uh, was actually voted one of the top 50 characters of uh, in television history. Well, and he's actually a horrible person too. Like, oh yeah. Oh, he, he's he's a horrible person. Like Rhea Perlman's on here as his real life wife is plays his girlfriend for several seasons on the show, and uh, he treats her like shit. He's oh, cheating yeah. on her and has no remorse about it. Really, I mean, yeah. he says he does in one scene, but you never quite know with him if he's being honest. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. He he lies about. Sleeping with women, certain women, and all this shit, and it's uh, just, he's just a horrible piece of shit. Oh yeah, he's always uh, taking uh, uh, bribes and mo- stealing money. And mm-hmm. well, uh, I remember the one where Latka has to get married to stay in the country. Like he he he's ready right away to give to up. Sell Latka. him out. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I love uh in the in the one with her where uh Jim burns uh Louis' apartment. That it's like. Jim's father basically says he'll pay for the damages. So he basically gives Jim a blank check to give to Louis and just the, the only stipulation is you got to tell me how much, because he has to put it in the account for, for him. And the the best is where he's trying to figure out the number. <laughs> it's like, okay. Uh, yeah. He brings out like the, the little tool chest. That's like a table. And he's like, like probably like, like he's lying on an check. insurance claim, like, right? What's that? It's like when they lie on the insurance claim, their car car gets stolen. Yeah. Oh man, I had my six thousand dollar autographed Beatles guitar in there. You know that kind of shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like okay. It's like uh, fifty thousand. You know, like you know, he's got the hand up here. It's like no, no, no. He'll never go for that. And it's like nine thousand. No, 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 no. Too low. Too. Low. It's like okay, forty thousand. No, it's like if he thinks 40, and then he'll think 43, and then he'll think 45, 47, <laughs> 50. No, 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 we can't go with that. <laughs> 39, okay, wait, 39, 40, okay, 40, you think 50, is that, okay. <laughs> 27,000, <000. laughs> like he's like playing this game, and Jim is like 
totally like enthralled by this. <laughs> like, you know, he has the phone so he can call his dad with the number, and he's just like, like smiling, like okay, like, and and the whole thing is like, he had such a good time. You know, like, it made Louis happy, so it made him happy. <laughs> I like how he he always does horrible shit and then he retreats to his cage like it's his safe space. Yes. And and they almost kind of respect his cage like they leave him alone in there. Mm-hmm. Until that one where what Bobby he like sends in some horrible review from Bobby to some was it I forget it was an actor or something I think. Oh, and okay. So Bobby comes in, I need to talk to you Louie and he goes, "Yep. Oh, okay." And he slams the door and locks it. "You'll never get in here, Bobby." He comes, I knew you'd do that. And he has a fucking blowtorch. He's ready to fucking <laughs> take that cage down. <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, but yeah that, that that was great. Um, but Judd Hirsch has a line, something like, there's a reason we keep him in the cage. <laughs> I, I love also Judd Hirsch's delivery. It, like, he has a very Groucho-esque, <laughs> like, delivery, deadpan, but, but deadpan more delivery. Like yeah, for, for the good. Alex uh, character, <laughs> but but he's also like he's the guru for everyone. You like whenever he's a, he, any, he's a good has straight a man because he's also funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like you know, like whenever anyone has a problem, everyone goes to Alex. <laughs> he gets a lot of great of the we talk about like actors who can get the just the nonverbal laugh, the look, mm-hmm. just by reacting to someone else. There's a lot of that. Exactly. Louie doing something crazy or Latka or Jim and just the look he kind of gives to everyone else, you know? Yep. Oh, God. I, I, I watched one of the, the episodes that I remembered uh, when I was young with uh, with uh, Latka, with uh, the the truck, uh, the uh, the cookies, gra- Grandma uh, uh, Grandma Gravis's, uh, uh cookies. Did you see that one? Mm-mm. Oh my God! Yeah, like the, the 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 ongoing thing is like he he wants he wants to be famous like the famous Amos. <laughs> it's like I want to be famous like the famous Amos. So he makes these cookies, and at first, like everyone is kind of like biting into these cookies. It's like they're well, they're chewy. It's like they're having like difficulty, and it's like yeah, yeah, they yeah they, they'll last a while. <laughs> it's like uh. I think Tony says, yeah, he left part of it on his uh, bedpost and ate the rest in the morning. But uh, unbeknownst to everyone else, and basically also to Laka himself, the secret ingredient in Grandma Grafis' cookies, which was cocoa leaves. Oh, oh, all right. Again, so people are getting drugged again. Yep. People getting drugged again. So so it was <laughs> it was great seeing all the characters like their personalities intensified because now they're on drugs. So like <laughs> uh Wheeler, but you know, Bobby, he just like like just every once in a while like just dances by and then he comes by again like doing like spins. <laughs> it's like, wait, what the hell is going on? And then uh yeah, Alex you know, can't stop talking. Um, um, Elaine actually finds L- Louis interesting and, and somewhat attractive. <laughs> well, like in the other one, when Tony's girlfriend drugs, um, uh, Alex. Yes. He starts doing the talk. I'm, am I talking a lot? I feel like I'm talking a lot. Am I talking? I can stop talking whenever yeah. I want. <laughs> See, I just stopped. I just stopped right there. I can do it again. See, I just stopped talking again. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then, uh, let's see. Uh, what, what, what were the other ones? 
oh, it, it, it was great that um, <laughs> Tony, he's like, no, I'm okay. Yeah. You're like, and he goes over to get something from, uh, from the, uh, co- from the coffee machine and he picks up the entire coffee machine. And when I talk about coffee machine, I'm talking about a vending machine. <laughs> he picks up the vending machine, brings it over to everyone else. Okay. Uh, can I, do you guys want anything or, <laughs> but, uh, the, the, the best is when Louie has Jim taste the cookie as like, oh, wait a second. Hold on. And, and it's almost like a wine tasting he's doing. It's like, yeah. okay, wait, wait. And then all of a sudden, he just nonchalantly, like when people do wine tastings, they actually like, they kind of swirl it around their mouth and then like spit out you know, into a bucket. It's like, he's like, Trying the cooking, and all of a sudden, he spits a piece past Louis. And I was like, "What the hell just happened?" Actually, Jim has some of the best mo- moments in the series. Like, what one of them was also when you first see Jim not not first see Jim like you know come to the the uh, you know like to the garage, but when they're going over their histories, like what could have been or what, yeah. you know, what they were doing before they became a cabbie when he was in college. What he was at, he was at not just college, he was in Harvard. Yeah. And, Perfectly uppity little oh, very, proper very, boy. Yeah. Very, very conservative, very, you know, very proper, very intelligent. His his girlfriend is like hanging out and and that <laughs> one of their friends is also hanging out. And their friend being played by Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks <laughs> was bosom buddies wasn't even on yet was it um uh, was he know known yet was. no I don't think he was known known yet yeah either bosom buddies was about to begin or uh yeah because this is way before like this is like several years before big like when people really noticed Tom Hanks it's like oh wait this guy's good Oh, and by the way, the, <clears throat> just watched that one recently too. Uh, <laughs> just side note, but um, yeah. So, so Tom Hanks is playing a stoner friend of theirs, hanging out in the um, you know, like a dorm apartment there. Did you watch Big on Cock? <laughs> 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 Took me a second, but I got there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But um, but uh, anyway, uh, so so yeah, like J- Jim doesn't want to do drugs. He, do- he doesn't want to drink. He it's like he's very straight laced. But but his girlfriend is like uh, everyone's tr- you know trying marijuana. It's like, and they have marijuana laced brownies. Yeah, and I love when she's giving off like the the ingredients. It's like oh, it's uh, flour, uh, cocoa powder, um, <laughs> uh sugar marijuana it's like <laughs> like it's like it's just a passing uh ingredient but basically jim agrees to just taking a bite and like he takes a bite he's like chewing for a moment and all of a sudden it's the initial jim face the reverend jim face that's my favorite thing on this on the show too is how many people get drugged and how fast the shit kicks in <laughs> every yeah. time they get drunk. It's like immediate. Exactly. But so, so like, like, it's a, like he, he, he goes in for like several seconds of like gym face. 
and goes back and is like, oh, these are pretty good, you know, like, <laughs> and takes one for the road. Um, and also the the, the other uh, Jim one was when he goes with Elaine to um, the party, like one of the um, one of the uh, like basically big shots in the art and uh, you know like society like in high society invites Elaine and Jim to a party she's throwing. This is not the one with the auction, right? The art auction. That was a no, good one. not the art auction. That was a great one yeah. too, <laughs> where Louis, <laughs> where Louis like coughing up. So all the people like in front are older, and they're like, "Oh shit!" Okay, they so all want to sit they, in the front, and the back. front's full. Yeah, so he goes pre-COVID. He had COVID. He started that shit. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Louis, and they all move, then they can sit up front. But now, where uh, they they go to a. Uh, you know, this, you know, high society party and Elaine is like terrified because Jim is Jim and she doesn't want him to ruin her chances to like get in with these people. And he's basically keeping it pretty like low key. <clears throat> but then the woman throwing the shindig basically comes to them. And it's like, oh, like so and so is, is, is uh, kind of held up that we're supposed to have a pianist. There to you know, like play for everyone. Do they do the and, joke? Uh, do they do the ahead. penis joke? Do they do no, the joke? No, they, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Every time a pianist is mentioned in a sitcom, you have to make the penis joke, right? <laughs> Usually, but I th- I, I think they, uh, they disregarded it this time. They had other stuff uh, uh, up their sleeve. So the the great thing is like he volunteers to be the entertainment. So at first. <laughs> like he's he's doing strange things like he takes like a bottle of Perrier it's like my my impersonation of a water cooler and like turns it upside down and like it's like <laughs> bubbling into the water <laughs> but but then it's like oh wait oh, oh wait wait you guys wanted a piano it's like then he sits down at the piano and starts playing Mary had a little lamb like off key like yeah dan 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 Okay, hold on. Dun, 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 dun. Oh wait, wait, wait! I I got it. Dun, dun, dun. It's like, and then all of a sudden he just goes, yeah, and like you see Elaine is just like terrified. She she's like so embarrassed, and he's like, ah, oh, what the hell? And he starts playing these classical pieces like, like like some kind of like maestro. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> Does he go? Uh- Norton on it from Honeymooners and play Swanee River. No, he doesn't. I got to play this first. (laughs) It's like, who played the, the, who wrote the following song? Ed Norton. Well, yeah, we can, like I said, you you could tell they start leaning on Jim a lot, but because he's so good, like even the art show one, we kind of briefly mentioned there. When he shows up in uh, Bobby, he shows up in his jean outfit again. Yeah, but with with a tie. And Bobby's like, where the hell's the tux? I got you that tux. And he goes, it didn't fit. Well, except for the tie. He goes, as luck would have it, we wear the same like, size tie. tie. <laughs> <laughs> and they go in there and yeah, uh, Danny DeVito does the bit where he does the cough to get everyone to move yeah. out of the front row to sit down. And they're sitting there. And the, the price keeps going up on the painting. And he's like, I'll give you $100. That's my final offer. It's like up to like 1800 or something. 
And there wasn't the wo- the woman painting up there, and he goes, oh, he stands up. I know her. And yeah, like, yeah, it, and it's it's sort of like semi abstract, abstract so like, female painting. What's that? I know her. Yeah, I I know her. Uh, it changed her hair color, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a really funny episode. And at the end, like they lose the auction, but they're all like, well, there's all these repro kind of paintings out here. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, we came here to buy some art. Let's buy some art. So they. They all pick out a painting, and at the end, they're all back in the in the cab uh, set, and they're go. She's kind of walking through and seeing all their different paintings, and they're pretty, pretty average. And then you get to fucking Louis open the cage, and he's got like a <laughs> naked black woman painting. Yeah, almost like a seventies <laughs> like like black a velvet, like <laughs> yeah, like a, a velvet black light painting. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Oh my god! But yeah, there's there's so many good episodes in the yeah, show. Yeah. And like you said, when when they start leaning more heavily on Jim and and Latka, it's like you you get some great TV and some well, the, really funny moments. The and, other Jim, the other great Jim responsible for a lot of this is uh, a director we haven't really talked about yet, but Jim Burroughs, yes. who did 75 episodes of this um, and went on, left the show to create Cheers. Yeah, I was going to say, what, what was that little series he uh, went on to... Uh, yeah, uh, create there. Yes. He directed episodes of uh, Friends, the the Kelsey Grammer show we've shit on, uh, back to you, that we're going to cover someday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he did episodes of News Radio. He did episodes Damn. of the Bob Newhart show, the Mary Tyler Moore show. But yeah, he directed 237 episodes of Cheers, which is almost Damn. all of them. I think there was like 30 or 40 that he didn't do. Um, he was I don't off know, that day. <laughs> the one that kind of surprised me with him, he did 246 episodes of Will and Grace, which I've never watched, but... Yeah, I, I've watched a little bit of Will and Grace. Is it that good to to have his stamp on it like that? It's definitely a funny show. Like, put it this way, we'll definitely get to it at some point. But, and then he... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, definitely some standout characters in that show. Okay. And then he did reunite with some of his former um, cast members. Like he he did direct episodes of Superior Donuts, which we talked about. Stars Judd Hirsch here, mm-hmm. um, and episodes of Man with a Plan, which stars Joey Matt LeBlanc from Friends. <laughs> who who is I guess the poor man's Tony Danza, <laughs> or is Tony Danza the poor man Matt LeBlanc? <laughs> did you see Tony Danza was actually a boxer first, and he was yes. discovered in a gym. And I guess originally supposed to be in the Warriors. Yes, the, the movie s- Warriors come out to play. Eh? And they ended up talking him into. I think he quit that movie to do this show. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he's actually in. I've never seen the Warriors, but I don't think he's actually in it. Right? He quit that to do this. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and then, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, let, let, let's see. Uh, what, what were some of the other things? Oh, for, uh, you know who else auditioned for Alex? We, I mentioned him earlier, but Mandy uh, Patenkin actually auditioned for the role of Alex, but he showed up in that uh, episode of the uh, the uh, Cab uh, 804. Yeah, you mentioned that name. I never knew the guy's name, but you said he's the guy from uh, Princess Bride. Yes. I, you'll, you'll know him from a lot of other things, too, but like the the, the first thing that people, you know, like it's like, oh, Mon- what's his name? Montoya. Anigo Montoya. Montoya. Yeah. That's the only thing I, I know him from offhand, but I never knew his real name. But I didn't even realize that was him in the back of that cab in that episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of some of the other things that I found. Oh, 
Here, here, here's a trivia question for you and for everyone. Who's driving the cab in the opening and closing credits? I do know this one. Let's give the audience a second. Who drives the cab in the opening? Oh, Tony what's Danza. That? It's Tony Danza. That's correct. Yeah. And then... uh, Actually, there were... And I was watching for it, because there's a lot of where they actually have footage of the cabs driving in the actual streets. Yes. And I kept waiting to, to have the, the face obscured or have like a shot where you couldn't see the driver. But mm-hmm. a lot of times it actually was the actor driving the cab, I noticed. Yeah. Well, at <laughs> yes. least in the seat. They probably had it towed or whatever, however they did it. But yeah, like I've seen Judd Hirsch in a bunch driving in the actual long shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Tony Danza. Uh, I remember specifically in that one where the guy is going to commit suicide on the bridge. Like you can actually see him driving on the bridge in that scene as well. <laughs> I, I, I love the the uh, the guy. It's like it's like no, no, wait, get get back in the cab. Don't do it. Okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> just he goes from going to kill himself to yeah, okay. So you talk me out of it. <laughs> it's it's just, just saying, so... hey, what do you say? Hey, stop that. Get in the yeah, cab. Or... Hey, stop that. Yeah. Get back in the cab. I did yeah, the Bobby one where he gets held up. What we talked about was one of our favorite little. Oh segments. my god! Yeah, well, why don't you go into a little of that one? Uh... In the ep- the two part episode where they're telling stories about Cab Eight Hundred Four, I think my favorite segment, which really redeemed the Bobby character for me, because he's there and he's fine. But this there's a really funny segment where uh, this guy gets into the the cab to rob him, and he's like, "I know your money's under the seat, whatever. Get your money." But he has a gun, so he pulls this gun out. And they end up having this long ass standoff, robber and, and the driver just gun to gun, and it's so, such it's long scene, like maybe like eight minutes, right? It feels at long, least, at least eight minutes. And it's yeah. so funny, like there's so many great little jokes in there. But you put your <laughs> your gun down. No, you put your gun down. But um, <laughs> yeah, like they're in there so long that the guy the the burglar notices that the window's fogged up, so oh. he wipes away the fog, and there's a parking ticket. ticket. <laughs> A fucking cop came and gave them a parking yeah, ticket. Yeah, while they're pointing guns at each other, <laughs> well, they, they, it was steamed up. They, they, the cop couldn't see inside, so we just gave it a parking ticket. Yeah. And at, like, one point, they drop, they fumble, and they, they're trying to switch hands because their hands are getting tired because they're holding yeah. up so long. So he's like, how about we, we both take a second and we switch hands? All right, no funny business. And they both, like, fumble the guns and end up switching guns. Hey, yeah. hey, let's switch back. And he's like, oh, no, no. my Mine wasn't loaded, you know. <laughs> so one's got a big old barrel and one's got a little tiny barrel and they end up getting stuck the, together the two yeah, barrels Bo- Bobby basically shoves you know, the, the little <laughs> gun into the big gun and he's like hey man knock it off and he gets to the point where the guy's like man you're no fun to rob he's like, I'm getting out of here <laughs> and he goes oh, oh you, you owe me like 40 bucks he's like the meter's been running the whole time <laughs> and, and, like, oh, and, and 10 bucks for the ticket <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so the burglar pays him the fucking money. <laughs> and then he gets out and he goes, man, now I don't have enough for a cab ride home. He goes, you give me a ride home? And he goes, what's your address? And he tells him his address. And he goes, you give me a lift? He goes, no, I just want the cops to know where you live. And he fucking peels out. <laughs> that was such a funny, that, great that little scene. Such, yeah, I got to say. That, that actor, that guest actor was awesome. I don't know who oh, that guy he, was. Yeah, he, he was he so was funny. Awesome. And, and then there's some great guests on this show, too. Yeah, like we, we've mentioned a few, but like, yeah, they, there's uh, uh, well, you had well, Tom Hanks. We had Tom yeah. Selleck, Tom you Selleck, had R- right? Rhea Perlman, who was kind of a recurring there. Who else did you have? Um, 
Julie Kavner was Tony Danza's sister who dates Jim at one point. Oh, right. The voice of Marge Simpson, for anyone who doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, Eileen Brennan, actually one of my favorite movies also. She, she was actually nominated for an Emmy for her, her guest. Uh, was she yeah, only like, on one episode? I only saw her in one, but yeah, I love I love Eileen Brennan. Mm-hmm. She's in Clue with Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd is Professor Plum, and she is Mrs. Peacock, shortened to cock eventually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Did I ever tell you my sad Eileen Brennan story? I was so, when no. I first started like when I f- was much younger at this point, and I started like I'm gonna I'm gonna start writing to celebrities. And I found her on a, a list of contacts where she was taking like fan mail and they said she was she would send back pictures and stories and mm-hmm. I wrote Ooh, what her What type of picture did you get back now? <laughs> I wrote back the sweetest honestly she earned the name cock, no. Um they, <laughs> I I wrote this sweet long like three page letter about how, I, how much I loved her and I thought she was an amazing actress and I mail it out and it was like two days later she died. Oh my god. And I was like, no, that sucks. <laughs> so I don't think she ever got it, but that was well, maybe they read it at her, you know, like, you know, at the funeral or something. Maybe they read it like they did on um, Kids in the Hall, Death Comes to Town, where they just sat there and read it. <laughs> they didn't read it out loud. They just read it. Right. <laughs> oh, a uh, 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 funny thing, actually, in the show, you had um, Ted Danson appears on a, uh, an episode. George Went appears on an episode and as we said Rhea Perlman all three of them go on to star on Cheers so they were on this first before Cheers was created yeah because that only what the fifth season would have been going on I think when Cheers started right right yeah and she even got a spinoff from Cheers right with her family what was that shit called Rhea Perlman had a spinoff oh I don't remember that with Dan Hedaya what was her character's last name on there Oh, oh, what the, what the hell was, um, shit, 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 shit. Uh, I don't think it was very, it was, I think it was the, the whatever her last name was on uh, Cheers. Yeah, she was Carla, oh, oh, Tor- Tortelli, Tortelli. I think that, it was called was... the Tortellis. Oh, I never, I never watched that. <laughs> yeah, it was a spinoff of Cheers starring her and Dan Hadaya, I think, what's his name? Yeah, which you, you'd recognize from a lot of things, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the but, Tortellis, uh, 1987. Wow. It's like, and it yeah, looks and like I, I, I wonder uh, George which was Wendt more popular as, as far as the spinoffs. That one or um, uh, what, what was that other one? Uh, the uh, the talk uh, guy, psychiatrist. Yeah, um, uh, I don't I, know. I, it probably wasn't something about, about scrambled eggs. I don't know. Yeah, and salad or something. Frasier's coming back too. Yeah, without but, Niles, which I haven't seen a lot of Frasier, but everyone's like, you can't do that show without Niles. I know, and the dad's dead too. So correct. And um, I'm, guessing gonna... the, I'm, I'm guessing the dog probably is passed at this point, too. Oh, my God. You're just going to have Frasier and the, the one chick. Ra- Roz. Is that her name? Yeah. Uh, I thought it was Daphne. Isn't that Daphne? Oh, th- that's right. Daphne was. Well, that was the one that was married to Niles after a while. Oh, OK. <clears throat> yeah, yeah we'll have to do Frasier. I, I, I always hear such good things about Frasier, but I haven't seen it. And like, I've barely seen it. it, it it's a it's a very funny show. I love Kelsey Grammer. Love my Sancho Bob. (laughs) This show won 18 awards, including three years in a row, uh, outstanding comedy series. Yeah, it's such 
It was critically acclaimed. It got the awards. It's such good writing. It is kind of strange that they canceled after four seasons. I know. And then it's again, after that strange. one season at NBC, you would think maybe. It's like, oh, unless, keep going. Um, unless NBC maybe just wanted to get enough episodes to do that, sell the, the syndication rights. Yes. Well, apparently that was part of it. They, mm. they wanted it to get over that 100-episode hump. The 100-episode so like, package. Yep. It, it's yeah, got very few lame episodes, from what I recall. It's it, there's a few little repetitive things, but they're very forgivable. Yeah, and, and uh, like like I said, uh, the in the first season, when it's a John centric episode, eh. <laughs> but other than that, then you're good. So you definitely miss Louie when he's not there. Oh yeah. If no, there, Louis- there's a few scenes that. Don't have Louie. Louie's back at the station, and you do miss him a little bit once in a while when he's not there, because he just adds such a... Um, the others get along so well, so when you don't have him, you miss a little bit of that adversarial comedy. Correct. So, but other than that, yeah, it's a great, great show. Yeah. Now, where does Taxi land on your list? In a surprise twist, it's actually the bottom. This is the worst show we've not. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'd Number rather watch Simple Rules. No. <laughs> we've covered 36 shows at this point, buddy. Can yes. you believe it? I know. it's. We will be ending our season when we hit 40, and uh, we will be doing a revisit here. we got to do our drawing. Maybe next episode we'll do that. Draw our, our first season show we're going to bring back up here and kind of give a second chance to. Mm-hmm. So, what are your top three shows right now? Let's just cover those real quick again. Right, right now, my top three shows: Everybody Loves Raymond, Modern yep. Family, Mary Tyler Moore. Yep. Okay. And your and, and your for top me, three. My number one is Night Court. My number two is That Seventy Show, and my number three is The King of Queens. Gotcha. And again, we are doing our favorites down the road. We will do, I think, shows that we do we think are best. So, just yes. for little context here but, yeah and, now and you know what I, I don't think we're gonna go all the way down the list for the best we're, we're just gonna highlight i think the top of the list basically or maybe yeah, top half maybe like a top like 10 that. yeah something like that uh taxi falls for me at a very difficult number nine but it's still pretty good compared to what we've seen here wow number nine so, so above it yeah above, above it i have speechless okay. good times raising hope Friends, news radio, and then the other three that I mentioned. Um, I think this may be better than a few of those, but as far as favorites, a few of those did sneak above this for me. But nine out of 36 is still pretty fucking good. Yeah. Me, me, um, let's see. I I put it ahead of... uh, I I did some reorganizing of my list, too. it's, It's above Friends. It's above Night Court. It's above News Radio. It's above the honeymooners. It's above Mary Tyler Moore. It's above Modern Family, and it's above Everybody Loves Raymond. I put it number one. <laughs> wow, good. Yeah. All right, I, I, nice. I, just looking back at how fantastic the actors were in the show, how great the mm-hmm. writing and directing was. It's like, oh my god! It's like it, it was like really cu- like so comforting coming back to like an old friend. Like, hey. And yeah. just oh, yeah. sitting back watching, like, however many episodes. Again, of the shows that we watched, I watched the most episodes of this, like, like when we're doing our watch 
like up to the to our episode. Um, right. Yeah, th- this I definitely did over twenty episodes. Nice. Yeah, it's a very easy watch too. Like, oh yeah. Uh, it's not. There is there is like good dramatic moments, but again, they don't yeah. draw them out. They're they're usually contained to at least one scene, maybe there at the end. Uh, but if James L. Brooks, known for his drama films, he's great Correct. handling the drama. Um, he's credited as a writer, I think, for all of the episodes. I don't know. I think executive producers are usually just kind of credited as writers, so I don't know right how yeah. much of writing, the writer's writing. room. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But you still got to have his thumbprint, his seal of approval. So correct. Mary Tyler Moore, this, uh, all of his shows have great heart moments. Even the fucking Simpsons, one of the yeah. craziest animated shows ever, has some of the greatest sentimental moments in TV history. Correct. So I think this show does so much right. It actually was kind of hard to place it at nine, but it's just for me, not because it's bad, just because I don't revisit it as much. Got it. Um, but when you do, it's a, like you said, it's a fucking comforting blanket. Even the song. I... The song I, is just so chill and easy, and it, 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 and it's so crazy because that song originally wasn't going to be the theme to Taxi. Yeah, Bob James wrote another song that they were going to use, which was more upbeat. And they and they listened to it. It's like, wait a second, no, we like this other one that you created. And last minute before the first showing, they put it in. They put Angela well, the, as the, the, the main song theme. perfectly lulls you into that comfort zone mm-hmm. to just be taken on a little funny ride. And then it's over and you go, oh, OK, it didn't change your life, but it made you laugh and you had a good time. Exactly. You know, that's and, all and, you can ask for in a sitcom. And, and you get to uh, you know, visit all your buddies, you know, Alex, you know, Latka, Jim and even. Yeah. Hell, even Louie. <laughs> Are you going to go visit your your other buddy there, Danny Masterson, in prison here? <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> We've covered that 70s show. Yeah, big news this week. Uh, Danny yeah. Masterson was found guilty on two of the three charges of felony rape. Yep. And is facing, I think, 20 to twenty to life, wasn't it? Something crazy believe, like that? I believe, yeah. Gee, we'll see if the Scientologists can get him out. I couldn't tell based on what I read if the Scientologists were on his side or against him. I yeah, or or, or kind of just trying to distance themselves from because I think the but women were also, also Scientologists. in Scientology. Yeah. So I don't know how this Again, is going to go. Again, not like we're saying anything bad about Scientology. All praise you. Um. <laughs> huh. <laughs> wow. Please, please, please Mister Cruz, please have mercy. There's on There's somebody us. behind you watching. <laughs> they were just waiting for your ass. They knew. But uh, yeah, Better so hope yeah, Mary Lou that, Henry that, doesn't watch this. She's gonna tell him everything. But yeah, like yeah, that, that that's in recent news. Yeah, I know we're kind of doing the news after the, the the actual talking about the episode and and other very recent news, like as of today. Iron Sheik, rest in peace. Who? The Iron Sheik. What the hell's that? I, I ever watch wrestling? No. Oh, okay. Well, well, for, for, from back in the old days, he's the guy that lost to Hulk Hogan when Hulk I Hogan... wrestle my inner demons. Does that count? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> no, but uh, he's he's the guy that, without the Iron Sheik, you didn't have a bridge between kind of like the old-fashioned wrestling and the the, the newfangled wrestling in the eighties. The Iron Sheik was the bridge. Tina Turner just died too. Yes. Yes, what, last uh, week or something? Th- that was what was it? A couple weeks ago now, right? Since we last recorded, but fairly True. recently, yeah. True. 
Oh, and I did watch the that episode of fucking Night Court where Roz came back, the new Night Court. And how what was a it? fucking waste of my life to oh. watch that whole episode for two seconds at the fucking end. How hard is it? Really? You have Night Court. You have fucking Dan. And I don't care about spoiling it for you because it's not worth watching this no. shit. Dan gets a job as a judge back in his home. I think he's from like Louisiana or some shit, yeah. right? So he goes back. The whole episode is about him leaving, throwing the party. No Roz. I'm like, where the fuck is this Roz thing at? Yeah. He goes back. He's a judge now. He's first day like on the bench. And there's a, a crazy out of control bachelorette party. And old ass Roz, Marsha Warfield, walks in. And he goes, Roz? And she goes, Dan? And that was about it. She fucking leaves the courtroom. Holy crap. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? That was it? <laughs> was, I don't even I don't even remember a fucking joke in there. I mean, oh their jokes God. aren't funny anyway, so I wouldn't call them jokes. But it was literally just like, there she is. Okay, bye. Credits. <laughs> yeah, that, that's us paying homage to uh, Roz. <laughs> it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Wow. Uh, it was fucking dumb. Yes, but, d- d- yes the, the new Night Court, definitely not Taxi. <laughs> but, I mean, maybe he maybe he's gone from the other show then, unless they're going to start doing episodes where he's a judge in another court. I don't fucking know how uh, you do maybe, that. Maybe but. that'll be the focus instead. <laughs> <sighs> maybe we get some new side characters that are actually interesting. Probably not, but... Probably not. Maybe you bring Bola in just to go, there he is, bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuckers. Ah, fuck that show. Oh. Yeah, no, I, I I stopped watching a while ago. Like I I watched more episodes after we had watched our you know, like that and that ninety show. I, I watched like a few more, and, and my wife watched it with me, and we were both like, just like kind of turned to each other like, cringy, yeah. it's cringy. <laughs> but where can they find us, Nick? Well, where can they find all find of our it? other episodes? Well, you can find us at. Uh, Facebook slash sitcom my face. You can find us on, well, they can find you at uh, twitch.tv slash Bidwell Fog. They can find me at uh, twitch.tv slash netnick191. If you want to watch the live episodes, that's where you go. You can find us. You can find these great episodes, the video versions. You can find us on YouTube. And uh, what, what what is our channel called? I think it's called Sitcom My Face. Wow, that might be hard for them to remember. Yeah, um, <laughs> so, we'll soon to be streaming on cock. <laughs> you got to watch those streaming cocks. Yeah, like, you got to get out of the way. Um, <laughs> oh, but uh, and also, uh, you know, wherever you listen to your podcast, you can find us there as well. Yep, we are everywhere. Oh yeah, and that I, that, that, that uh, hellscape called Twitter. We're we're there too. Sitcom, my, at sitcom, my face. Absolutely, my friend. You can follow me on there too, Bidwell Fog. Yep, I share some shit. You know what's funny is my I think my my Twitter is still attached to my old show title, which is hard to swallow. <laughs> so I get a lot of like porn stars and shit following me on there. There like, we go. <laughs> so that's how you do it. Okay. There you do it. They think that they must think it's like a porno fucking podcast or something. But. And then now they hear us talking about, you know, like the, the, the new streaming service cock. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not hard to swallow, baby. <laughs> but Dutch. All right. I hope all of you sweet little nothings will, uh, Come right up here in a sitcom, My Beautiful Face. Good night, everyone. Thank you very much.
<laughs> oh, bye. Back off. <laughs> <laughs>